and welcome to episode one of the Catalyst Women podcast. I'm Danielle Wingate, and I just wanted to start off by saying welcome. I have wanted to do a podcast for a really long time, and I just kept making all these excuses that I didn't have uh, the time, I don't have this, I don't have that, or this season, and I think sometimes half the battle is starting. I think sometimes starting is the hardest part, actually, not even half the battle, but sometimes just the hardest part to take the step out there and say, you know what, I'm going to begin. And something that I found so encouraging was a mentor one time told me that you will never be ready. You'll never be fully ready to have a business. You'll never be fully ready to start a family. You'll never have enough money, time, resources. Like that time just doesn't come. And so you have to establish what that line is. And then you have to just be willing to begin. And then he went on to tell me that there is great encouragement out there because as soon as you start a business, it's at least always 15 degrees off. So like you could spend years making the best business plan. You could spend years studying your your niche market. You could spend years, you know, just collecting like investors and support and all these things. And you're going to launch something. And as soon as you put feet to pavement, pen to paper, and you actually begin to implement, roll out a lot of these things that we've been planning, you realize I I still need to adjust about 15 degrees. I still need to change a few minor things and then it will be ready to move forward. And so that's what I'm doing. We're just gonna put our foot out there, we're gonna start and we're gonna begin. And I thought what better time than in the midst of this COVID-19, just that everything feels like it's in chaos. The world feels like it's in, in sheer panic. And a lot of people are operating greatly out of fear because who doesn't want answers and a lot of the people that we would normally turn to for answers CDC government um, doctors they don't have the answers and they are trying to be as proactive as possible but due to obviously circumstances and and everything of the unknown they are also in a reactive position and so I feel like for the first time, a lot of our cages of control, of comfortability, of stability have been rattled where we are now looking to the experts and saying, well, you don't know. And and unfortunately, a lot of people have responded poorly. Maybe they're, you know, just have gone into depression. A lot of people have been angry about this. And we've really seen our our economy um, and our world just kind of turn upside down a little bit. I have Mariah, my youngest, joining me. So if you start to hear some baby sounds, I just want to let you know that too. Um, So what I wanted to share with you today, though, was from a quote from Priscilla Shire that I found incredibly encouraging. Um, So here it is. As soon as you connect your shifting circumstances with the unshifting character of God, he raises a banner of hope in your heart and your mind. So with that said, I want to ask this question. What's your foundation on during this season of quarantine, during this season of uncertainty, during this season of maybe hopelessness, of maybe isolation, of great loneliness, which understandably so, what is the foundation? So every day we're leading from somewhere. Every day we are beginning from ground zero. Like what is that for you? Is it on your relationships? Is your foundation on your marriage? Is your foundation on the success, maybe a label or your identity? Or is your foundation built on God? Is your foundation anchored 
and over the 3,500 promises that he has given us in the Bible. So if we are feeling fearful, which by the way, fear is not from the Lord. If we're feeling fearful, if we're feeling uncertain, if we're feeling anxious, if we're feeling reactive, then then I want to encourage you to pause and it's going to feel messy. It's going to feel uneasy. And it's you're probably going to feel inundated with great questions that you don't have answers to. And I want to give you permission to sit in the uncertainty. I want to give you permission to sit in just the chaos that that's going to feel internally. And I want to invite you to just pray through that and just command fear to go, command uneasiness to leave and invite the Holy Spirit to come and to rest in that space with you and to give you peace, to give you wisdom as you begin to navigate and sift through your thoughts. And, and the things of the world are going to begin to slip away because in real honesty, we've probably made a lot of things our idols. I know I have. I've made labels in the past my idols. I've made approval from people my idol. I've made success an idol. I've made being busy an idol. And I am really good at looking really busy. But it doesn't mean that it's right. And it doesn't mean that it's honoring the Lord. So I want to ask you what's your foundation built on. And I think as a lot of us begin to evaluate what our foundation is, I think we're going to see the banner that we have been raising. And we're going to begin to see that maybe we've built things that God never intended for us to build. Maybe we're going to begin to see that we've put our hope in things that actually we shouldn't be putting our hope in. Maybe we're going to begin to see that we have put so much trust in things that can still fall apart and we need to recalibrate, we need to realign our trust and our faith with God. And so that way we can just go back to his word, his unchanging, unfailing word and say, no, I, I know that this is what the report says. I know that this is what the numbers are saying. I know that this is what the news is saying. I know that this is what my friends are posting on social media, but I trust in the name of the Lord. And I'm going to go back to this and I'm going to claim 2 Timothy 1, 7, that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a, 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 a mind of like a sound mind of power, of love and of truth. I'm going to go back and claim that, that God does not give that fear. So who sent it? And I'm going to begin to evaluate what the root of that is. I'm going to begin to examine what is then triggering that within me. We don't have to accept that package of fear. We don't have to accept anxiety. If that's not from the Lord, then you have the permission to ask, okay, if fear and anxiety are not from the Lord, then, then who is it from? It's from the enemy. It's from Satan. You don't have to accept that. You can absolutely put a stop to that and you can return it to sender and you can rebuke it. You can take back the authority the control in your atmosphere, in your home, in your marriage, in your family, in your friendships. And you can invite the Holy Spirit in. You can invite the Spirit of the Lord into those places. Take back your control. Take back the authority that God has given you as daughters, as sons of His and say, no, this is what the word of the Lord says. And so I am putting a new flag of victory here. I am taking ownership, the ownership that I have been given as an extension of my heavenly father, and I am taking this back. So 
uncertain circumstances are going to come. Chaos is going to come. And we have seen it rattled and, and elevated like never before in, in any of our lifetimes. Yes, in past history, but in any of our lifetimes, no, like never before now. And so I want to invite you, what is your foundation? Then I want to invite you to sit and just let uncertainty and whatever else is going through your head, just sit with that for a few minutes. It may even be like 20 minutes that you need to just sit with it. And it's going to feel uncomfortable. And I want to let you know, as you start to do that, and as you start to evaluate what is that, what am I really feeling and what's triggering this, I want you to deal with that. And I want you then to take back your authority. I want to encourage you to set a new foundation. That way you can establish the right flag of victory in this season over your life. So thank you for joining us today. I hope that was encouraging to you and I will talk to you soon. Hello and welcome to the Catalyst Women podcast, episode two. I'm Danielle Wingate, your host, and I wanted to talk to you about an interesting topic. I've been doing a Bible study called Finding God Faithful, and it's a Bible study by Kelly Minter, and it's all on the life of Joseph. And it's and it's really interesting because honestly, I have read this story. I am familiar with the story, okay? Like Joseph is one of 12 brothers, he's sold into slavery, heads to Egypt, gets elevated through the ranks, like, saves his whole family. It kind of, you know, like, it's been, it's easy to read through that and be like, wow, like, that's really cool, like, all the things that God did in his life. But what I really appreciated going through the study, it has slowed down the story. It has made me stop and pause and really read and reread the scripture to see, okay, wait, what did Joseph feel like he shared these dreams with his brothers and and was that smart of him and and what was like motive behind that and then when he was sold into slavery or even let's just stop it like being thrown into a well you know by your brothers like how did he feel and how was Joseph feeling and processing all of these things and all of these even dreams that God had given him like 20 years previous And what are his thoughts of like, while he's waiting, like, God, where are you? What were these dreams for? I thought you spoke to me. And, and you know, what's interesting as I read through Genesis and read through Joseph's story, Joseph doesn't ever seem to doubt God. Never. Even when he was sold into slavery, even when he went to work in Potiphar's house, even when he went to prison falsely, and then had to remain in prison for two years. Like he never seemed to doubt God. What I love most about Joseph's story is that he seemed to be faithful in whatever season and circumstance that he found himself in. He found himself faithful in waiting for those promises to come to fruition. He was faithful in serving in whatever task he was given to do it at the highest level. And so what you find as we're reading through Genesis that in everything Joseph was given and entrusted with, Joseph was also promoted, elevated, highlighted, and entrusted with more. And it's, and it's so true because the favor of the Lord was with Joseph and it never, ever left him. 
But as you start to dive into Joseph's story and you kind of, you have to pause and you have to go back because honestly, what we see here is that Rachel was barren and she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and she wanted a son desperately. In fact, in that day and age, she was experiencing reproach, great disdain and judgment because she was unable to bear children. And you know, it's interesting because a lot of women feel very disqualified when they are unable to have children, that something is wrong with them. And then I feel like that is a core strategy and tactic of the enemy to try and isolate and, and just diminish the value that women have. But it was even more so in that time. And so she struggled with reproach and she found herself doubting God to say, God, I have prayed. Where are you? What are you doing? But she, you know what? She never stopped praying. And I love it because as we read in verse 22, it says that God remembered Rachel and remembered is a covenant term. And it's beautiful because it's not like, you know, God's just going along his day and he's like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. I told Rachel that I was going to give her a son and that, you know, I was just, I was going to establish my covenant through her son and uh, I completely spaced. No, God never does that. He actually, it was, it was just the remembering of that it is now time to activate and and move forward with the covenant that I have promised you. And so it says God remembered Rachel and that she became pregnant. And it's beautiful because as I read through it, it reminded me that she didn't, she didn't, she didn't doubt God. She never stopped praying. And so to me that, that, that message to me was there is value and purpose in continuing to pray. You are investing in a promise that God's given you. You are not losing hope in your waiting. And like Joseph, even in the waiting, even with his mom, that, that there is victory that you are investing in because you know who holds your tomorrow. You know who holds the story of your life. You know who God has created you to be. And you know what the scripture says about you. And so you are continuing to invest in that. You're continuing to put stock in the promises of God. You're continuing to rest in Jeremiah 29, 11, to know that God has a plan for your life. And, and she waited with excellence. Joseph waited with excellence. And so as I read, read through that, and then as, as she became pregnant with Joseph, like I really believe that Joseph had all the best intentions with his brother and sharing the dreams that he was just excited. But it's so interesting to me that isn't it like the enemy when someone is special, set apart, when they know that they have a call from the Lord on their life, that the enemy loves to isolate them, that the enemy loves to stir division against them. And so I, I feel like a lot of times that can cause people to question God and even doubt what the Lord has spoken to them to be overpowered by even people who love them. Um, hello, your family, like his brothers, like even to cause them to, to uh, attack him literally. (laughs) And of course, like figuratively. So as Joseph then travels on to Egypt, He gets promoted, obviously, into all these different positions. And I just am so thankful that he continued to be faithful to the Lord. 
He continued to wait on God. And I honestly believe that a huge part of his waiting was not for Joseph's sake, because Joseph, he was separated from his family for over 20 years. And when his brothers finally came to him, when they finally came because of the famine, Joseph put them through a series of tests. And I don't think it's because Joseph was evil. I honestly think it's because Joseph wanted to test their motives to see had they changed. Were they still the same brothers that that sold him into slavery that were jealous of him? Or had their hearts softened? Were they remorseful of what they had done? And you know what? They had. And as he put them through those tests, he thought, you know what? God, you've done a work in them, and they are now ready for the promise. And so I honestly wonder if if it had happened on Joseph's timeline, would they have appreciated the promise? Would there actually have been restoration in the family? Would there have been redemption? Or would there still have continued to be great division and hate and jealousy in his family? Time was on the benefit of Joseph's family side because God was at work and God needed to do some deep, deep softening of his brother's hearts. And I just am so amazed at what God did when the brothers came and then when they brought Benjamin back and even the, you know, the promises that they made to their father that they would take, you know, like they would lay down their life for their brother. It is the complete opposite. And so through and through Joseph's story, you can see the hand of God. You can see God's faithfulness. And, and, it, and it's never revealed to Joseph in a whole giant plan. He just had this one promise, these dreams to go off of. And he had God's word in his heart that he just rested in. And so he just waited patiently for the Lord. He just pursued each season, each circumstance with, Lord, what are you asking me to do? How can I do this to the best of my ability? Lord, what are you asking of me? Okay, I'll do that. And he remained faithful to God. And so in that, God rewarded him tremendously and his family too. And so I don't know what your season is like. I feel like we're all waiting right now for breakthrough. But you know what I mean. There's more in all of our seasons. So what are you waiting on? If I were to ask you that right now, what are you waiting on God to do? Are you waiting on God to give you a child? Are you waiting to find out what the school system is going to do in the fall? Are you waiting for that guy who has been in your life for years to finally pop the question? Are you waiting to get married? Are you waiting for that dream job to open up to finally move into that position? Are you waiting to be debt free? I don't know what you're waiting on today. But what I do know is that we could all take a solid lesson out of Joseph's book in Genesis. We could all take a good lesson and and know that we're not going to see this whole plan laid out in front of us. But what we can rest in in this season is that God is going to be faithful. That God is at work, even in the waiting. That God is at work in the things that we don't see. And that we can rest in that. That we can still have joy in the season of waiting. And another lesson out of Joseph's book is that there is great reward when we wait with excellence. So is there more that we could be doing in the season of waiting? Could we be fasting while we're waiting? Could we be praying more? Praying expectantly? Waiting differently? (laughs) Like, that's also a good question. How are you waiting while you're waiting? Are we complaining? Are we bitter? Are we waiting with comparison? I don't know how you're waiting today, 
But if you're waiting for something, I want to encourage you to pray. And I'm praying this right alongside of you, but I want to pray with joyful expectation and anticipation that God is already working all this out, that God has already gone before you. He's not surprised by any of it. And he's ordaining your steps. He is working in the unseen. And so as you pursue that next step, as you step into this new season, this next season, Pray with joyful anticipation and expectation that God has the final word, that he is working all this out for your good. And I want to encourage you to wait well, my friend. Until next time.